Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, October 24th, 529 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets a little bit lower this morning. December corn futures down two and three quarters at 487 and a half. November soybeans down one and three quarters at 1285. December Chicago wheat down five and a quarter at 582. December Kansas City wheat down eight and a quarter at 662 and a half. December spring wheat down four and a quarter at 733 and a half. Mackenzie, before we get into the news here, I'm going to go off script just for a second. I mentioned this to you before we started. So a bunch of people sent me this uh, press release type thing uh, indicating that Chinese officials or whoever were going to be in Iowa. Uh, yesterday, they were going to be somewhere near Des Moines. And they were going to sign some big uh, purchase agreement for U.S. soybeans. And I, I, 10 people sent me this, but I saw it reported nowhere. So I was going to leave this out this morning. But I did talk to somebody uh, on good authority who was actually there. It, it did occur. And the, um, the Iowa Soybean Association had on Twitter just one post indicating that a Chinese ambassador was, in fact, at a farm in Maxwell, Iowa, which is outside of Des Moines. Uh, this is funded by the soybean checkoff. Uh, what I'm told is that th this has happened before, and it's usually like some sort of uh, ceremonial type purchase. But I'm told that at this very moment, there was not an amount announced and that uh, maybe there could be an amount announced at some point in the future. But I, I guess this is maybe a non-story. But for those of you guys who had heard about this, yeah, it did happen. There was a Chinese ambassador in Des Moines yesterday. There was a ceremony, but it sounds to me as if uh, there was not actually an announcement of any sort of like volume announced. If you guys know otherwise, let me know. I was going to leave this out this morning. Usually the wires would report this. You'd see this in Reuters, Bloomberg, wherever, and it was not. So I included, I'm telling you what I know as of 5.30 a.m. this morning. Mackenzie, maybe we'll know something later. I don't know. Let's uh, get into the show here. All right. So speaking of soybeans, U.S. soybean meal exports are forecast to reach new record highs. According to USDA, soybean meal exports reached a record 13.2 million tons during the 22-23 marketing year, which just ended on September 30th. The uptick in exports was due to increased soybean crush to provide feedstock oil for expanding U.S. biomass-based diesel production. Exports are forecast to reach a new record of 13.9 million tons this year, given that the U.S. will continue to produce more soybean meal than is required domestically. Uh, export prices are expected to remain competitive with South America. Yeah, we're going to have a ton of meal to export because of this crush expansion, which is overall going to be a good thing for soybean demand. Um, this is not a fresh story necessarily, but the Foreign Ag Service um, had a write-up on this on their website yesterday, and they included this absolutely awful chart. Um, they've got to do better. I made a better version of it. So <clears throat> yeah, we're going to export a record amount of meal this year, and that's something that you probably see continue for years into the future as this crush expansion builds up. So all in all, what's going to happen is we're going to crush more beans because we want the bean oil. We're going to become a, it's going to become a deal where we're probably like a net importer of soybean oil. If anything, there's not going to be any exports of soybean oil, but the meal is going to be the issue and we're going to have a glut. We're going to have to export it and uh, USDA telling us as much this morning. 
Central Brazil is forecast to receive widespread rain later this week. The rain is crucial as farmers are planting this season's soybean crop at a, at a slower pace due to hot and dry conditions. As of last week, 30% of Brazil's soybean crop was planted uh, compared to 34% during the same week last year. Farmers are relying on this week's rainfall, otherwise many may be forced to replant their crops. Going forward, Brazil's weather pattern is expected to be wetter, according to meteorologists. As we've discussed before, they need rain uh, around planting time because right around now in October, they kind of uh, move away from the dry season and toward the wetter season. And it's so dry, in fact, that if they don't catch the rains during planting, they either can't plant or they'll need to replant because crops fail to emerge. I uh, did a quick drawing on this uh, map today to give you kind of an idea of where the key soybean areas are. And uh, it's not everywhere. The northern part of Mato Grosso is going to be kind of drier. And then the southern part of the uh, country is going to be really wet. So I don't see this as being a big problem right now. The market certainly does not either. If there's a, a problem in South America right now, it's in Argentina. The corn crop in Argentina is only 20% planted. They're like 31 on average. And uh, they've caught a little bit of rain, but the forecast doesn't really look that great. So that drought in Argentina that's kind of ongoing, still problematic. I don't really see a problem in Brazil. This is a minor hiccup the way it looks right now. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you should check it out. Joe, can you tell me about some videos we put together recently? Uh, Paul Nee for the Farm CPA uh, was on yesterday. And, and the reason that Paul is a regular contributor is because he discusses things that I don't know a damn thing about. Uh, he talked about the farm bill policy and these potential increases to reference prices. So this is actually a big deal uh, for a lot of different reasons. Paul did a great job with this. Uh, Jim Urio was on last week. We talked about the national debt and spending. Uh, what the hell is our government doing? Why is the debt rising? What does it mean to you? And then the phantom yield loss video was very, very popular with Shay. If you guys sign up for the premium deal this morning, I will send you over a copy of this morning's email, which includes all of those videos, plus a few more. Go to standardgrain.com. This is a $50 per month subscription. Cancel at any time, guys. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Takes like one minute to sign up. You can do it on your phone or computer. Just need your credit card. Check that out this morning. U.S. row crop harvest continues ahead of schedule. The corn crop was 59% harvested nationally through Sunday compared to 54% on average. The soybean crop was 76% harvested through Sunday compared to 67% on average. U.S. winter wheat planting is forging ahead. The crop was 77% planted through Sunday compared to 78% on average. Uh, nothing exciting here. Row crop harvest ahead of schedule. Quite a bit of rain in the forecast for a lot of areas of the Midwest and the Corn Belt. So could you see some minor delays here and there? Sure you could, but we're so far ahead right now. I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of difference. In terms of winter wheat, um, it looks like your some of your Midwestern SRW areas will catch some rain, but a lot of the HRW areas look like they're going to miss the rains um, to the east. The rains are going to be further east uh, than where they need them to be. So uh, some potential issues there. We haven't seen crop progress or crop conditions rather uh, for winter wheat yet, but that's coming here in the next couple weeks. U.S. soybean shipments increased last week. USDA reported that 90 million bushels of soybeans were inspected for export during the week ending October 19th. The print was at the upper end of expectations and up 21% compared to the prior week, but down 16% versus the same week last year. Corn shipments declined 6.2% versus the prior week at 17 million bushels. Wheat shipments were down sharply at 6 million bushels, a 
decline of 53% compared to the prior week, but up 27% versus the same week last year. Looks great on the chart. I mean, it's a big spike, but this is exactly what is supposed to happen this time of year. This is seasonally very, very normal stuff. We're probably a little bit short of where we'd like to be. Um, as as they say, you can't ship what you haven't sold, and our sales are off 30-something percent versus the same period last year. So, yeah, you're going to see an increase in soybean shipments, absolutely. I just don't know. It's too early to say whether or not we're going to hit USDA projections, but we're not quite on track as it stands right now. The 10-year U.S. Treasury yield continues to climb at an alarming rate. On Monday, the intensifying sell-off in the U.S. bond market caused the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield to rise above 5% for the first time in 16 years. It settled at 4.836% after the breakthrough of 5% sparked new buying interest. It's unclear why the bond sell-off has become more intense and caused yields to increase. Some experts believe a 5% yield is one step closer to the U.S. economy coming to a halt and entering a recession. Still a lot of recession talk out there. And uh, there are some things, I suppose, that that could lead you to believe that we're headed in that direction. I don't know if I see it just because the job situation is so good. But in any case, these higher interest rates are absolutely um, an obstacle for a lot of you guys. Farmers borrow money. It's a capital intensive business. And uh, the rate of interest continues to stay high. These operating notes are going to be north of 9% if they're not already. So, uh, yeah. Not, not something that we'd like to see necessarily. I mean, for those of you guys, if, if you are somebody sitting on a ton of cash, yeah, there's some more guaranteed return out there. But um, depending on your opinion of the inflation numbers, you know, 5% on the 10-year may not even be enough to keep up with inflation. So um, I don't know. Rates keep rising. Bitcoin has rallied sharply sharply this week. The world's largest cryptocurrency by market cap has gained nearly 20% over the last five days and traded above $35,000 overnight for the first time since 2022. Traders are optimistic that regula regulators will approve the first spot Bitcoin ETF in the coming weeks. BlackRock and Fidelity are both in the running to offer such a product. Oh, I could see the comments coming already. Bitcoin is is bullshit, Ponzi scheme, <laughs> funny money, whatever. I was uh, I was a Bitcoin skeptic once myself, guys. Uh, Twenty eighteen, I was converted, and um, I am optimistic uh, about this. Generally speaking, I think that there's a place for this. Um, if Bitcoin is the future, you can't afford to not be involved in it. Is the way that I see it. That's not a trade recommendation. This is like the riskiest thing in the entire world, probably. But um, Everybody thinks that the government's spending too much money. Everybody thinks the U.S. dollar is losing all its buying power. Okay, so where are you going to put your money? Um, for me, I, I think this is a small part of of the future, at least. But in any case, yeah, the, the bet here is on this uh, spot ETF. And the big boys are in the running here. I mean, you're talking BlackRock and Fidelity. These, these are not uh, guys in their parents' garage. You know, I mean, this is, this is the real deal. This is big time money that's uh, behind this. So I don't know. I I, uh, I like Bitcoin. And uh, part of the reason that I like it is because everybody else hates it, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, what did cattle do yesterday? Uh, the cattle futures collapsed yesterday Ooh. following Friday's bearish cattle on feed report. It was ugly. Uh, feeders were down 420 to 735. Live cattle were down 392 to 675. Hopefully we can find some ground today. Uh, choice box beef ended the day at 304.54, down 84 cents. Select ended the day at 281.02. That was up $2.32. Stairs up, elevator down. I don't know if it's uh, if it's over, but that didn't look real good yesterday. Right. Uh, outside markets 
this morning, guys. U.S. dollar is up. Stocks are up a little bit. S&P's up 19. The Dow's up uh, 120. Bonds off a little bit. Crude oil is up 43 cents. And the December WTI at 85.92. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Wednesday.